Did you hear about the young man in Texas who has now been suspended from school, a high school senior, a young black boy who has been growing out his hair since he was in the seventh grade, has beautiful locks and has now been suspended from school and told that he won't be allowed to graduate unless he cuts them. I have an action step for us on behalf of DeAndre Arnold, the young boy, the young teenage boy who's facing this. I have a phone number for us to call on behalf of Michael Thompson. We have just five days left before his petition for clemency is going to be submitted to the governor of Michigan. And last but not least, I have some good news. There's a new policy that people are calling the Justice Guarantee. And it's spreading not just throughout Texas, where it is picking up momentum, but all over the country. I'm going to tell you some more about it. This is Sean King, and you are listening to The the, the Breakdown. The, 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 the Breakdown. It seems like every two to three years, we hear a brand new story of some young black child in elementary school, middle school, or high school who has been suspended from their school, expelled from their school, kicked out of school if they don't change their hairstyle in some kind of way. And without fail, it is almost always white people who set the rules and policies who do not understand the style they are asking this black child to cut. And it's not just boys. In this case, we're about to talk about DeAndre Arnold, a a young teenage boy outside of Houston who's being forced to cut his hair. Uh, It's boys and girls all over the place. And every time I see the pictures, I'm like, hold on, what? You suspended them from school or asked them not to come back to school for what? And here's the thing. I really don't think you should suspend a child for any hairstyle, but over and over and over again, every time I see this, they are suspending black children for hairstyles that are normal, standard, heritage, cultural, like very, very mainstream black hairstyles. In essence, they are suspending black children or threatening them with suspension or threatening to not allow them to graduate if they don't have white hairstyles like that's at the root of this it's it's actually a very old form of cultural oppression that we see not just used against Africans in America but that we see against black people all over the world but we also see it's a it's a form of white supremacy that we saw used against Uh, indigenous Native Americans in this country. Again, forced to cut their hairs, forced to cut their hair, forced to have hairstyles that mimicked whatever white hairstyle was the style of the day. And here's the thing. This young man, DeAndre Arnold, is a brilliant student, a kind, compassionate student uh, with, like, he he is the model student that not only should he just be left alone. He should be celebrated. He should be acknowledged and promoted. And that he's been growing his hair. One, his family is Caribbean and many men in his family. He talked about this. He's like, this style, I have many men in my family have this style. This style is a part of my heritage. It, he has dreadlocks that just come down to about his shoulders. 
they're neatly kept something again that he's been working on for his entire teenage life. And all of a sudden, this young king gets to his senior year in high school and the the, the final semester of his senior year. And it's, uh, yeah, if you don't cut these, we're going to suspend you and you're not going to be able to walk in your graduation. And the wild thing is, I've seen this before, over and over and over again. And it's why the state of California passed a law to say, hey, no, you cannot criminalize blackness in this kind of way. You cannot set policies that basically determine uh, that a simple expression of black culture violates your policy. And that's what's happening here. I want to be clear. The school is just criminalizing the blackness of one of their students and saying, listen, your appearance is blacker than we're comfortable with. It's disturbing. Listen, I need you to make a phone call. This comes uh, on the heels of him already being suspended. He got suspended this week, which we did not think was going to happen. They suspended this young man. Again, it makes no sense. He's been growing them since the seventh grade. He did nothing different with the style. So let's have an action step for this. So I need you to call the school superintendent's office. It's the Barbers Hill Independent School District. And here's their phone number. All right. I need you to make this call. Lock the number in your phone. And I don't care who you talk to. People say here on my timeline that if you call when you press option one, then one again, it'll transfer you to the high school department of the school district. I don't care who you talk with. Just get a human on the line. Ask, push zero. I don't care if you talk to somebody in the elementary school district, the middle school district. I don't care if you're talking to custodial staff. Everybody in that school district needs to feel the weight of this dumb decision. And the phone number you can call, lock it in, is 281-576-2221. And we are defending this young brother, DeAndre Arnold. The school has suspended, the school district has suspended him and told him he cannot graduate. And I need you in your own words, as I always say, be respectful, be kind, but be firm, be clear that what they're doing is a grave injustice. And you are arguing on behalf of DeAndre Arnold. Have a conversation with somebody. Try to motivate somebody to see this side, to see how outrageous it is. Challenge them on the reality that he's been growing his hair since seventh grade, that it's a part of his cultural heritage, that they are clearly misunderstanding black culture. But speak your mind, speak your heart, and then you know make the call and let other people know. Let's see if we can push back on this in a way that matters. Now, as you know, we've been fighting for the past few days to help free Michael Thompson. Thank all of you who've gone to freemichaelthompson.com. Michael is a kind, compassionate, brilliant man. He is our elder, our senior. He is now 68 years old and has spent the past 25 years in prison after being arrested for selling weed to an undercover officer. And we are arguing on his behalf, trying to petition the governor of Michigan, a Democrat, and uh, Gretchen Whitmer. Uh, please, if you have not already, go to freemichaelthompson.com. 
We have a tool there that will allow you to write a letter on Michael's behalf. But today, we are introducing our dialer, our phone call system. I'll be there on the other end talking you through every step of the way. We need you now, today, to make a couple phone calls. Obviously, we want you to call the school district on behalf of DeAndre Arnold. But we have a new phone number that you can call, the first number that we've introduced for Michael Thompson. It's 517-334-0054. That's 517-334-0054. And when you call that number, if you've never done this before, it's going to be me on the other end talking you through it step by step. We're going to transfer you to the governor's office. We're going to transfer you to several state legislators who are also Uh, people that we're targeting that we believe will be warm to Michael's case, that will argue on his behalf, that will make calls to the governor. So please make that call to 517-334-0054, and I'll talk you through the whole thing. All right, now we have one last story. It's a good news story to end the week, and I can't wait to share it with you. Break it down. I don't know if you heard of a brand new policy from Congresswoman Ayanna Pressley of Massachusetts, but it's called the Justice Guarantee or the People's Justice Guarantee. And it's a new justice reform policy platform that she has introduced. So many brilliant scholars and activists and organizers chipped in to write and inform the policy. It's one of the best on the federal level, one of the best justice reform policy platforms out. But there's something great happening in Texas, and I think it can happen in your state as well. I always try so hard to have a good news story to share every week. This is my good news story for the week. In Texas, uh, 2019 was really a disappointing year for criminal justice reform advocates as the state's lawmakers failed to pass almost everything they said they were going to do. They said they were going to reduce penalties for marijuana, and they didn't. They said they were going to limit arrests for minor misdemeanors, and they didn't. Uh, A a prominent blog in Texas, in fact, said that for criminal justice reform advocates, 2019, they said, quote-unquote, was the killing field where almost nothing happened in 2019. Mind you, this is a state controlled by conservatives from top to bottom, And they often want us to know how much they love justice reform. So there's that. As 2020 begins, however, there is renewed momentum underway, and I am excited about it. Texas community groups, candidates, and elected officials all over the state are coalescing around a set of principles called the Justice Guarantee. It's based on, it's pretty closely, I wouldn't say loosely, it's pretty closely based on Ayanna Presley's People Justice Guarantee, and it's a vision for achieving public safety and stability by making our criminal legal system smaller. It's so key. I love that principle. Smaller, safer, and more humane. I have to go, but I want to share six principles that are the, the core uh, a backbone of the Justice Guarantee. Number one, and so smart, shift most first responder responsibilities from law enforcement to healthcare professionals and social workers whose expertise allows them 
to best solve the problem. Do you understand what I'm saying? When people call for help, it doesn't matter what they call for, police show up, and at least 50% of the time, sometimes some experts say 75% of the time, what was needed was a social worker or an ambulance. Instead, they send a cop with a gun. Number two, decriminalize possession of all drugs. Provide cost-free substance use, treatment, and mental health care for everyone who wants it. And open overdose prevention sites everywhere to help end the opioid epidemic. Number three, decriminalize homelessness and poverty and fully fund Housing First programs to create a right to safe, affordable housing. Number four, decriminalize public transportation and fully fund zero fare transit so people who cannot afford it can get around the city however they need. Number five, fully restore and guarantee voting rights for every person, including people who are incarcerated. And number six, provide a meaningful opportunity for release after 10 years for any offense. I have so much to say about each of these. You're going to hear a lot more about the justice guarantee, the people's justice guarantee. Um, I, I know a lot of the people who worked with Congresswoman Anna Presley to build that platform. Can't wait to tell you more about it, to tell you some of the brilliant people in Texas and all over the country who've endorsed it. But I've got to run. Also, this afternoon, I'm going to be speaking with Michael Thompson. I'm going to try to record that conversation if I can. But uh, just want you all to know I love you. I appreciate you. Thank you for everything. Please make those two phone calls today. And let's keep it moving. Take care, everybody. Break it down.